Hi, I'm Laura Boswell. And I'm Peter Keegan. And here's the talented Mr B on sound. Welcome to Ask an Artist. Need help to take the leap and become a working artist? The sort that actually gets to make art and pay the bills at the same time? We're both that sort of artist. We pay our bills and we do it by making art. Every week we'll be using our personal experience to give help and advice in making art your proper job whatever your friends and family may say. That's right, we'll be here to tackle everything from finances to finding a gallery, self-doubt to social media, the everyday practical stuff every artist needs to make a go of their art career. So how exactly do you get started as a working artist? Nobody becomes a money-earning artist overnight, and this week we'll discuss those first practical steps and the right mental attitude to keep you on track. It's quite a big subject, isn't it? It certainly is. And it's sometimes very difficult to know where to start. People tend to have a big dream. They've Mm. got an image in their head of themselves as an artist. And I'm no different. But I think that the main thing is to have to take a practical first step. I remember when I was working in London, Mm. I used to commute every day on the bus and it was about a six mile journey. And every day I had this dream about I was going to run it. (laughs) I was going to get myself some sexy black running gear, nice trainers, rucksack, and I was going to run those six miles into work and I'd be slim and fit and everyone would be terribly impressed. (laughs) And that was great. And every day I dreamt it for about three years, but I never made that step into maybe buying some running shoes, (laughs) maybe having a little run to see if I could even do it. So it's this episode, I really want to talk about how you make a first concrete step rather than Mm. just having a dream. And there are lots of different steps. I think it's, you know, it's really important to have a vision and a dream and a goal, but to recognise that to get to that end result and that goal, you are going to need to take those small, those little steps. So what sort of little steps are there that you know artists like us and other artists out there that can take? What can we do in order to start our journey to becoming an artist? Well, I think um, some of the things that we discussed in our first couple of podcasts where we were introducing ourselves were the little steps that we took. For me, um, it was a question of going and finding a local art class. Mm. And once a week, I'd go to a community hall and do a little art class. Yeah, and I you think- had something. Yeah, I think that local word, I think it's just sort of put your feelers out there to find out who is in your local art community, whether it's in a city, whether it's in the community, uh, in the countryside, there will be a group of creatives somewhere, whether it is an amateur art group, whether it's a big prestigious art society, a gallery or community centre, where there will be creatives out there that you can meet and get involved with in some capacity. It's Uh, really important. But I think one of the things that I should say is making that first step is always going to seem really unattractive versus the big dream of success. mm. So sometimes you have to kind of rein in and think, right, what can I do? And that may be something as simple as opening your local newspaper and looking for an art group you could join. Um, That's certainly a possibility. Um, One of the things that I thought was really important was getting my work in front of people who didn't love me and preferably the sort of people who didn't even know me, finding out what a stranger would think of my work. It's quite a scary kind of prospect isn't it kind of getting your work out there both yeah you know for your peers but also your you know the, the the public for the first time but there are lots of avenues into that aren't there? oh yeah there's so many so many whether it's 
you know, one of the first opportunities I did was I, I put my work up in a local cafe and it was an art centre and I'd been going there doing some work and I said, oh, can I, can I put some paintings up on the wall? I bet that was scary. It was. It was it was very much so because I hadn't shown anything in a public se- sector like that until, well, since university when it was a kind of a university show where mm. kind of people were kind of almost trained in the etiquette of looking at art. This mm. was kind of a much more ruthless people wouldn't, you know. I was amazed that so many people that just didn't look at art and kind of didn't engage with it. Yes. And that was kind of quite quite well, an enlightening part, actually, of what an artist is like, because not everyone's going to like him. Well, I do. remember my mother having this... It was like one of the facts of life talks with mm. me when I was when I was quite young, and I remember her sitting me down and saying, "Do you know, Laura? Not everybody loves art." Yeah, I know. And it, it was it was honestly like yeah. really. And it's it's funny. I find that today. So yeah. I where I I'm showcasing my work at a national trust site, and I get hundreds of people kind of come and see my artwork, mm. and I am still flabbergasted the amount of people that poke their head into my studio and they say, "Oh, art, not for me," and they walk straight back out. For sure. And I was sort of I'm. Mm. It, it took me a while to realise I mean I'm not sporty in any way and no, I, I don't no, watch football or anything like that but I know there's a lot of people that do and that is a big part of, mm. uh, of it so mm. I think you know what I've started to develop is one of these is, is a thick yeah Peter skin. is pinching himself I am a... yeah I can't feel a thing yeah. it's so thick yeah. from all the horrible feedback I've got but, <laughs> <laughs> but no it's there's, there, yeah. there's an audience that will like your work but there's also people that don't like your work and that's fine that is actually you can't go into being an artist to please people because no, you won't please everybody and that's everybody. another good reason for taking a small step and keeping it local because it's um, a good idea to work your way into things gradually. If you are too ambitious at the start and you pitch yourself too high, you're going to get knocked back a lot. So I think, you know, being realistic at the start and quite modest in your ambitions is a good way of going. I mean, I had, um, one of the first things I did was to have a local open studio. And in the UK, certainly a lot of the counties Mm. uh, will have a period when local artists can open their studio doors and welcome visitors. And for me, um, the first year was like almost a non-event. Oh, really? Oh, well, I think I got about nine visitors and (laughs) seven of those were family. (laughs) So that must, was, I mean, that, you must have felt quite demoralised by it, um, that way. Or. I, I think I probably did at the time, although I put a brave face on it. But looking back now, I see that actually it was quite a success because it mm. made me present a body of work, hang it up, present it to the public, do the whole process um, and at the same time, it taught me that things are not always going to go well. I think that's well. really cool, it, And that's something you need to learn quickly. Yeah, not all of your choices and opportunities will work or be beneficial. But you, I think it's important to say to yes, to give things a go and to be optimistic and to take an opportunity because you just do not know absolutely. what I think will come of it. You're really onto something there, Peter, because I think we've both done events that aren't um, certainly aren't prestigious, but aren't you know? I've done I've done open days in my local town that weren't even really focused around art. They were mm. just looking for people who would show up yeah. and take a tabletop. Yes, and you never know where it's going to lead. So I would say one of the first things you need to be is really open minded. Yeah, you've don't got to, start rejecting things before no, you've no. even. You've got to you've got to be out there. You've got to be in it to win it, as that that phrase is. And you've got to be networking and being seen i mean it's ironic you know if if you are an artist producing visual work you're producing it to be seen by people and and finding as many different opportunities and avenues to show yourself as the artist or work is part of your job as being well once you're out there in the public you don't know who's looking you don't know who's seeing you're just out there and anybody could happen upon you 
And sometimes that's the start of a wonderful opportunity. Mm. But I think one of the things that I have learned over the years is that no matter where you start building your reputation in your career as an artist, it's a bit like building a wall where you have to grab your bricks as and where you yeah, can find yeah. them and you don't necessarily know or plan for things and they grow mm. as you collect and opportunities. And as well as those, those, that groundwork as well is, it, mm. is the foundations, you know, get that strong, you know, get your family network and that local community. Mm. They are going to be your biggest champions at the start. They found you, they discovered mm. you at the beginning, they bought your first uh, piece of work. You know, they're going to be really singing your praises as your as your career developed builds. So, you know, it's, it's such a crucial, I think, important thing to is. not overlook now, that. One of the things that we learned about you, Peter, in your podcast when you were talking about your history is that you had quite a business head on you mm. and also that you had jobs while you were building your career as an artist. Yeah, yeah. And I, that's something I think we both found important. Yeah, I think it's and, – and for so many artists that, that we both know that – in reality, you're probably going to have another job in some capacity and maybe you always will do as well as having the art on the side. And I mean, firstly, that's perfectly fine. That's that's normal. Oh, you know, you don't being an artist mm. doesn't mean you do art and nothing else. Um, and, and you may find that your job actually feeds into your art and it's quite yeah. a useful I think possibly your jobs were a little bit more connected with art than mine I yeah mean, working I did, in education yes. I found you know enormously useful for you know how that helps me out to be hopefully a better teacher and tutor and the skill set of presentation and so on but with yours you were kind of learning well, more I'm not behind so the scenes. sure that being a butcher or rather I should say a butcher's skivvy is quite the <laughs> But the photography industry that you were yeah, in was well, really... Yeah, I'm working in, in the photography industry as I did. But I did do lots of crazy jobs when I was um, building my career as an artist. As I say, I was a butcher skivvy. So if anybody ever needs any sausages making, <laughs> I am your woman. I can make a fine sausage. Um, but I also, I was a credit controller and I was a receptionist. And I did all kinds of jobs like that. Mm. I was a rubbish credit controller because I was very gossipy to the people who owed money. <laughs> we were, it was more like friends having a chat than me telling them that they had to pay. So that wasn't a great... I wasn't great at that, I have to well, say. Well, I know lots of artists who, you know, they're, they're very quite clever, actually, in their, 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 their sort of part-time job career choices. I know a few artists who are postmen. And of course, they get it very early and they do their rounds and they're sort of they're back home by the sort of early afternoon and they have that kind of chunk of time where they're able to do work. Um, and, and, and those friends of mine and artists who work in education, um, they either work as a full time teacher or even a part time. And of course, what they get is some chunks of those school holidays uh, aside where they're able to kind of dedicate their time and sort of in-depth time to producing artwork. So in any, in some cases, actually finding a part-time job and career can really complement it. But it's crucial mm. that, you know, fr from a figure's point of view, does your job fund you the ability to become an artist? You know, is your are your rent and is your bills well, kind think, of covered? Yeah. And I think one of the things that we're trying to say this episode is that it's really important to have a plan and to take those first steps. So if you have a part-time job or you're trying to fit your art around family life or something like that, it's really important that you make time for your art, but that you take practical steps. So time kind of to stop dreaming the big dream, by all means, keep the goals. You need those, mm. but make those that first move, pick up the phone, ring the art group or whoever it is that you're contacting make that move get out there and start doing it and start producing work and get out there and get your work in front of people for the first time yeah 
and keep it small and local. Don't give yourself a hard time because you're going to be doing an awful lot of this. So there's nothing wrong with starting small. So Laura, what's the takeaway for this week? So the takeaway I would say is to tell your family and friends exactly what steps you're going to be taking to start your journey as a working artist. Don't dwell on the dream this time. This is all about drilling down and discussing the practical, sharing the kind of specific plan you have. And that makes you accountable, so it'll get you moving. But it will also make your loved ones respectful of your ambition rather than indulging that dream that they may have heard quite often before. Mm. Thank you for listening. You can catch up with the stuff we've covered in our show notes on our wonderful website, askanartistpodcast.com. In the meantime, please do subscribe, write us a lovely review and tell everyone you know all about us. Bye.